Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the On The Rocks podcast, a podcast all about life, love, and the pursuit of a great cocktail. And I have to sneeze. Hold on. Thank you. Ah. (laughs) Beautiful. That was a beautiful sneeze. I hope I don't leave that in. Okay. Hi, everyone. I hope everyone's doing well. I am excited to be back at it again recording. I feel like I forget sometimes that I have a podcast. I don't know why. It just sometimes I don't remember that like I have this thing that I do every week. And it's probably because I have like an insane ability to procrastinate. I'm not like a general procrastinator, but there are certain things that I do procrastinate out of like some sort of internal hesitation. And I don't know why I hesitate and you know, procrastinate, but my podcast is one of those things. Editing, recording these podcasts, for some reason, I just procrastinate on. And it's not because I don't love it, because like I wouldn't do it if I didn't love it, but it's just something about hearing my own voice for like 45 minutes that makes me just like really want to like curl up on a ball and never podcast again. And then I realized that people actually listen and people actually like listening or else they wouldn't listen. So I keep podcasting and I enjoy it. And it's like my own little passion project that I'm almost getting to a year of. That doesn't make any sense. I've almost had this podcast for a year now. It's November. I started this podcast uh, beginning of January and well, maybe late December. Huh. When did I start this podcast? I have zero clue. Why don't I know that? I don't know. Around that time. So it's almost been a year. And uh, I think it's just been kind of like this interesting like wave and I've learned a lot through podcasting and it's becoming more 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 consistent for me. That didn't was in English. It started off being bi-weekly because of my schedule and then it went weekly during COVID and now it's kind of like pretty much weekly until I miss an episode here or there. I'm going through something and <laughs> I am busy, whatever. Uh, but yeah, it's been a crazy process and uh quite a while that I've had this podcast, which is really cool to me. So that's not what I'm talking about in today's episode, but I just kind of wanted to highlight that. Like, yay, fun. I think we should all celebrate ourselves sometimes. And I think this podcast is something that I definitely need to celebrate myself for more. But anyways, it is November 11th, the day that I'm recording this. And last week, well, specifically on Saturday, we found out who the next president-elect will be, and it is Joe Biden. And I'm very, very excited, and I'm super stoked on it. Uh, definitely have some reservations in the sense that, you know, there is a current president who is refusing to concede and people in his party are being considered loyalists. And it's giving me flashbacks, not that I was around during that time, but it's very, like, Hitler circa 1930, where he is removing people from power that have maybe more experience and placing loyalists in their position, even if they're not necessarily qualified. So that a peaceful transfer of power is going to be difficult. And there are a lot of concerns. I think that there is this need to educate ourselves past the point of election. So, okay, we have spent the last few months worrying about this election, and then we watched the uh, Electoral College map on our TVs for an entire week, and it was essentially an election week, and it was very, you know, nerve-wracking. And then, okay, exciting, President Biden, yay. People out on the streets, we're rallying, we're excited, we're protesting. We're not protesting, these are the wrong terms. We are, you know, celebrating. We are, you know, feeling this sense of relief and we're like, wow, oh my God, like I danced around my living room, like finally something is changing, right? And 
we're getting the answer that we want, which is uh, Donald Trump out of office. But then we see that this is, you know, more of a pushback than any other president has ever ever done. And it's not like, okay, the race is so close in one state that could flip. It's not like Al Gore and Bush in 2004, where like the loser still conceded. And it was, you know, true to our democracy, we are seeing this not happen. We are seeing people in high positions of power telling Trump that his rhetoric is essential to protecting our democracy when in fact it is only damaging our democracy even more. And it's just like not a pretty time within our government still, even though there is this exciting like hope for future. We uh, still have some things to kind of get through to get there. And also the Senate majority is not in favor of the Democrats at this moment until we have a Senate race uh, runoff in Georgia. And it is not looking super hot. So, you know, there's something we have to also consider when we have elected Biden. Uh, a lot of people elected Biden going against Trump, but still went Republican down ballot, which means they voted for like Republican senators, mayors, you know, House representatives, stuff like that. And uh, it is pretty like essential or like, you know, the ideal situation for a president from a specific party to have a Senate and House majority that matches that party. So when Trump was elected, he had a Senate uh, majority, Senate and I think House majority of Republicans. So his agendas got through very easily. And, you know, there was a lot of support from the majority and so it seemed like they were getting a lot of things through because they had this majority and they had the president and it was like a republican office for those four years and this has been true and varies throughout our history and as like of right now we kind of are tied in the senate and we have a house majority which is really good that flipped in the oh let me think that flipped in the what was what is that election called? The midterm election. There we go. That flipped in the midterm election. The House uh, went blue. And right now we are like wavering and it's potential the House could flip red or blue depending on Georgia runoffs. So that is something to also note when we are all celebrating Biden. It's like, whoa, my God, so exciting. We still don't have the majority that we need to make sure that the president's agenda and all of these things that we voted for get through. Uh, and it's not even like a guaranteed thing. That's something that like I have kind of always known even when I wasn't really active in like understanding what was going on in our political system is I was like okay so the president is the president right and he has all these things and he runs on all these topics and like these concerns that all of these people have but is it likely that all of those things will get done within the eight years that he's in office or on day one no it is not like we have you know hopes and goals for like free education and bernie sanders was really looked down upon because he was like very like socialist ideas some may say and people didn't like that he wanted free this free that like let's expand all this free stuff and what people like fail to realize is that you have to have you know the majority in congress to push your agenda through and it's unlikely that radical ideals will be pushed through you know without question and for me, that's important to note because I think it's it's interesting when you hear people back a president without really having knowledge of how systems work, kind of just have like somewhat of an understanding and I'm trying to educate myself better. But some people 
unequivocally will support one figurehead like Biden or Trump, like the president is all-knowing, all-doing, and they, you know, have every action within government and we have to back them up because they, you know, will change things. But it doesn't just take the president to change things. It changed, It takes a lot more than that. I had a lot of support on my social medias about me posting and talking more about politics. And I really don't think that's going to stop anytime soon because I've found a new interest in all of this. Like homegirl listens to political podcasts now. And I kind of just care about learning. I don't necessarily think that I can make like an existential change. I just like want to understand the country that I live in. And I think that's really important as we move forward and as we've seen such like historic events take place over just even these last four years and the detriment that our society has experienced under Donald Trump, just like going forward, how are we going to change things? And is it possible for us to change things? Or is this, you know, a bigger issue that we have to look out and just like understand? So that's my whole prerogative on things. And I hope to discuss this more in the future as I like learn more and I find, you know, people who also have a similar interest and want to discuss this kind of stuff because I think that it's fun to talk about cocktails and you know all of the things that like go on in our like everyday lives but there are some really big issues that should be touched on and as I like become more and more interested in all of this these things I find myself to just like have different interests uh, generally and it's making me feel like a little bit more you know mature adulty I feel like an adult I understand how the electoral college works like sign me up for uh AARP. Like I'm going, I'm going in that direction. You know what I mean? So long ass tangent moving on. I want to talk about my week besides the election because it's fun. I don't know. It's kind of fun. Um, okay. Well, let me, let me get into some bad news first. So I guess it's not bad news. It's just like actually terrifying. And I think I want to burn my apartment down. Um, not f- like literally, but just like I need to not experience this anymore but basically i have a small ant problem um i've been (laughs) that's like the preface to this so i've been cleaning like intensely my apartment i had an old roommate move out and i'm having a new roommate move in soon and um while i've been here i've just been cleaning intensely getting new things kind of redecorating reorganizing learning how to have better habits about cleaning my dishes and putting things away, not just leaving things out, just kind of trying to create like a happy space. Um, And I like have noticed that there's been ants in the bathroom because of the weather change. They come inside and it's like you have to get them out. So we had Terminex come, spray, 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 you know, put little traps everywhere, whatever. Great. Awesome. Okay. The problem has not necessarily gone down. And it was supposed to peak a little bit, like, before it goes away, but it just, like, has been peaking a little bit too much. I saw some in my kitchen. I'm, like, freaking the hell out. And I'm, like, really on my property manager's ASS to get me, you know, pest control back in here. And then today, I'm, like, cleaning. I got some more ant traps, like, cleaning, like, doing a bunch of stuff. I already cleaned on Monday. It is Wednesday. I'm, like, cleaning again. I'm, like, ready back at it again to clean. (sighs) And I pick up a box off my kitchen floor. (sighs) I'm going to put it in the trash and all of a sudden something flings off of it. And I'm like, oh my God, what is that? Hair? Like, what was that? Like, that's so weird. What what is that? A massive spider. Like, actually large, in my opinion. 
probably a house spider to most. Way too large for me. So I start screaming. <laughs> and I kill it. I kill it. So that's good. But then I'm like freaking out and I'm like super cleaning. And then I just got this bug spray because I had a spider in my bathroom that I knew was there. I don't really have spiders. I don't really have bugs in this apartment. Uh, there's spiders in the premises, like in the apartment complex area. You can see them, but like that's normal. Like, I mean, it's the world. There are spiders, you know, they exist, whatever. I haven't really experienced them in here very much. So I like knew there was a spider, but it was in a corner in my shower. I'd been seeing it. We kind of like knew each other for like two weeks and I was like, I'm gonna kill you. So I got this spray that kills like ants and spiders, like whatever like at home bugs you have, you can spray in and like stuns them or kills them, whatever. So I like got the spray for that. Great. And I'm like only expecting that to be the only spider in my apartment. Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. Well, I only other I only saw one other. Okay. All right. I killed that one. It's okay. Everything's fine. I'm like, okay, let me go run and see if I can find any other spider webs. And then I have noticed one on my front door, like in between the screen and the door, because I have one of those like screen doors before you have a door. And I like see the spider web and I've seen it for like months. And I'm like, oh, okay, it's fine. Like, it's just like always been there. I just have to like wipe it off. So I spray and wipe it off. And all of a sudden I spray and something like flies outside. And I'm like, oh, like weird. Must have been some debris. Okay. So then I'm like getting ready to take all of my trash out. I had killed the two spiders. Everything was good. I take my trash out and I like open the door, walk outside with my trash. And then something like literally falls from the ceiling. It's a spider and it's outside. So it's not inside my apartment, but it's a big mamma jamma bigger than the ones inside big honker okay and if you have arachnophobia you may be freaking out i'm currently itching like i have been itching all day i didn't eat till noon because i was handling these things and it was triggering a travesty almost i would say a travesty so anyways the thing falls down two seconds two seconds no two inches away from my feet and starts crawling towards me so of course i drop my trash i, I yell like, I'm a yeller. Like, when I see a spider, ah, like, ugh, it's, it's over for me. You know what I mean? And I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Ah, freaking out. Neighbors come outside because they're like, are you dying? No, there's just a giant spider, like, running towards me, literally trying to attack me because I ruined his web. Um, so then I squashed the spider. Everything's okay. But I definitely yelled, and my neighbors were concerned. Everything was fine. Everything was fine. <laughs> um, and then I, like, realized there's a huge spider web on my front door. It's probably been there for a year, and I had no no idea. So that man was very angry. The little spider man. Not happy. Spider man. Oh, my God. I did not just do that. Anyways. Um, so, yeah, I killed a couple spiders today. And then I called my landlord and was like, hey, I need pest control back in here because I saw a spider and, like, I'm afraid. <laughs> so it's fine, though. I mean, this apartment has been, like, pretty much bug-free for the entire two years I've lived here. Maybe it's because I've just not noticed and maybe having more of this alone time and, like, you know – being more aware of my space has made me like more i don't know but also when you start like cleaning and like spraying bug spray the bugs are gonna come out you know what i mean like they're gonna be like hey what's going on and then you kill them and then it's like okay we're good again you know what i mean so it's just like a process and tomorrow i have to leave my apartment for three hours i have no idea where i'm gonna go literally zero clue i don't know what i'm gonna do i might just like drive for a couple hours like do a workout outside and then like drive up the coast take myself to lunch or something i don't know what i'm gonna do i might drive up the coast um and then just like get food and in my car and like go home oh my god i figured it out wow sometimes when you talk out loud it just really it really fixes things anyways okay good news now <laughs> 
I just registered yesterday for my last semester of classes at San Diego State. So I'm so excited. It's relieving to know that I'm about to graduate. And I could be wrong about this in case my advisor, when I have a meeting next week, says like, hey, you have another whole semester or something like that always kind of happens in college, I feel like. <laughs> you're like, yeah, I'm on track. And they're like, nah, never mind, you're not. But I'm pretty sure I am because I'm like actually obsessed with making sure that I'm, you know, on track with school because I'd rather not pay thousands of more dollars to stay in school. So yeah, I'm graduating in May. Didn't you remember? Yeah, May-ish, um, most likely. And it's really exciting. I just have to pass my classes now, which I am doing. So that's really cool. I feel like I don't talk about college a lot on my podcast or in my life really, but I've been in school now for five years and I wanted to go back to grad school immediately, but decided not to. So this will be my last semester of college for the time being. And it's been awesome. Like it's been really cool to, you know, see the light at the end of the tunnel And school is, like, not the easiest thing ever, but I've always been, like, kind of semi-inclined to be a good student. My parents are both teachers, so I've never really had any issues, and it's, like, exciting to think that, like, wow, I'm going to get out and, like, get a job or an internship and, like, oh, my gosh, okay, this is fun. Um, But we'll see how everything plays out. I just wanted to share that news because it's a big deal, and I feel like I have just, like, had all of these things – go on in my life that I don't like celebrate or talk about like these like big monumental things like I'm gonna start my last semester of college that's pretty big uh or like you know having a bunch of spiders in my house I'm just kidding (laughs) or I don't know like having a podcast for a year or you know successful internships or jobs that I've had in the past and I don't know I guess it's just because I'm always like thinking I'm not doing enough so I don't celebrate myself when I do something exciting weird through I don't know don't want to get into that one today that's not a topic on today's you know agenda but (laughs) anyways so I want to discuss this topic that has been on my mind lately and has been super prevalent in my life at the moment and it's making me think a little bit more critically about it so I wanted to share it on the podcast but it's basically this concept of being an old soul and I guess old souls are described to be like more mature for their age. They kind of just have a different sense of of the world. They have a lot more empathy for people. They, I don't know what else they do, but it's just kind of this like feeling or a sense you get from people. And there are a lot of thoughts behind it. It says that you essentially are probably a reincarnated soul that's like finally like, you know, reaching rest. I have zero clue if I believe in any of that, but I do think the concept of being more mature for your age or having like old soul tendencies is really interesting because I mean, I am 22 and I have literally my entire life always thought that I was older than I am and I don't know the reasoning or the cause behind it so I'm not going to get into any of that but literally when I was two years old my mom tells this story and she might have told this on my podcast I have no clue but I was two years old and I walked into a doctor's office to get shots and they asked me how old I was and I said that I was 21. I was two years old. 
And like my entire life, I just kind of always thought I was like the adult in the room, which was like definitely not to my benefit. But like I always had this like sense of like understanding and having a deeper intuition and just kind of feeling like not that I didn't fit in with anyone else. I did. But like it took more of my energy to be around people who had different interests than me, who just kind of wanted to party, wanted to do a bunch of different things. And it was interesting. I definitely um, have always been kind of a mom, I feel like. <laughs> I've always been the mom friend. Literally me and my high school best friend at the time wrote each other Mother's Day cards, like our junior and senior year. Like, because we're the mom friends of the group and I've just been kind of gravitated. I've always gravitated towards people who were more mature for their age or even older, like not even in my age, uh, you know, range. I just kind of have always kind of felt like that or just had those, you know, things about me, which is really interesting. I feel like I haven't met a lot of people in my life that are like that. I've met very specific few and I tend to be like friends with them um, more closely because we can relate to each other. But yeah, it's just been something I've been thinking about lately because I have just felt a little bit more at peace with things and it's made me just a lot more comfortable in my own skin it's made me feel like I can go to bed at 8 30 and read a book and like no one judges me and I guess maybe that's the being alone part that's influencing that and I've had a lot of thought time to think and and reflect and it makes me just remember like the interests that I have that other people don't and just kind of feeling a little bit more unique and I guess it's the loner part of me right now because I don't really see anyone because of COVID. I just kind of have gotten into my head a lot and have thought more deeply about this but yeah. Oh, another funny fact is I was actually voted most likely to be a soccer mom in high school from my high school newspaper that I wasn't part of. So if that doesn't go to say like, you know, anything but it's just funny. I've always been like five steps ahead of like where I'm at right now like when I was in middle school I was so worried about getting into college and when I was in high school I was so worried about like getting a PhD like I've said this kind of stuff before but it's just so funny to like listen to myself say it now and know that it's just true even when I talk with people who are in their 30s or 40s and or even late 20s they've always kind of mentioned that I seem more mature for my age like I'm like the resident young person but like I definitely have the ability to connect with people who are older than I am and maybe it's just like my I don't know what it is and I can't sit here and explain it but I just like wanted to share I want to bring in an outside source to explain it from a different point of view so that you guys can get maybe a better perspective on what I'm trying to get across here and while this may not necessarily be true to you because I don't think every single person listening to this would consider them an old soul, I think it will specifically, you know, resonate with people who are or maybe just provide you more of an insight to your old soul friends. Maybe that's how we'll take this. I don't know. I just want to talk about it. So I'm going to talk about it and I'm going to read an article from Medium, which means it has no scholarly, you know, truth to it. But does anything on this podcast? No, we're just... <laughs> living. So let's read this article and maybe you can see if you can resonate with this. And then we're going to go through some of the things that uh, can make maybe help you identify if you are an old soul. And we're going to talk about being uh, an empath as well, because these are things I also identify with that can coincide. So here we go. 
We chisel and hack at the monolithic weight of the world, chipping off minute grains of happiness wherein resides the promise of an answer to an ever-abiding question. At the core, who are we? Or more specifically, who or what are we on a soul level? I've pondered this question many times throughout my life, and if you are an old soul, chances are that you have also investigated this aspect of yourself. I can recall being three years old and being frustrated when adults treated me like a child. I distinctly remember thinking, I am not three years old, that may be my chronological age, but I am not three years old. This age body disconnect stayed with me until my mid-30s when I realized that although I'm always going to be an old soul on the inside, I can also bridge a connection to this earthly shell and thank it for all that it does for me. And science is beginning to validate the premise of an old soul. Journalist Tom Schroeder wrote Old Souls, the Scientific Search for Proof of Past Lives, a systematic inquiry that studied children who claimed to remember incidences from past lives. Schroeder's methodology was conducted alongside psychologist Dr. Ian Stevenson as they delved into the lives of children's and families touched by this phenomenon, changing from skeptic to believer after coming face-to-face with concrete evidence without any other explanation. Have you ever thought you were an old soul or an empath? Well, chances are that if you are one, you are also the other. Empaths are people who can and do absorb the emotions of others around them. They feel everything on a level much deeper than most. Rather than merely being able to understand the emotions of others, they can actually feel the emotions of others as if they were their own. Old souls, on the other hand, are souls who have visited this planet quite a few times, they've experienced many lives, and the more they visit Earth, the more that they have learned. While our bodies may be young, our souls can be much older. So old soul empaths are people who can absorb the emotions of others and are without a doubt old souls. If you find public places to be overwhelming and often feel the pain of others on a deeper level, all while maintaining a presence that is beyond your years, you may very well be an old soul empath. So let's break down this checklist they provided and then I'll provide some insight as to if I think any of these are true to me. So uh, I already think that some of them aren't true, but we'll go through that. So Number one is that you are spiritually inclined. Two, being in crowded places is overwhelming. Three, you are a bit of a loner. Four, you have a sense, uh, a very strong sense of intuition. Five, you are not materialistic. Six, you tend to be able to read other people. Seven, people often come to you for advice, even strangers. Eight, you feel old. Nine, you feel the need to help others. Ten, you can think about things from an open perspective. So interesting stuff. I would say some of these are true to me and some of them aren't. So I guess I can explain some of my experiences uh, of being kind of old solely uh, within this context. So... I definitely think, number three, you are a bit of a loner. Let's read more details on the things that are true because I don't want to just sound like a loner. But it's, uh, you have friends, but you mostly keep a small circle. You do things alone because you tend to get more done that way uh, and emotions aren't bombarding you. And I feel like this is really true to me. I mean, I, especially now, but more so in the past, I think I had a lot of people around me constantly and I felt drained all the time. I am super extroverted. So my cup does get filled up through interaction, but like when it gets filled up, it's filled up. And I don't know, I just kind of tend to like to do things alone. I like don't like waiting on other people. I just feel like, I don't know, I've become more comfortable being alone in the last few years. The next one is that you have a strong sense of intuition. I feel like I have a really strong sense of intuition. I can generally feel when things are off. I feel like I can sense other people 
uh, and their like trueness uh, very quickly. I tend to ignore my intuition a lot, but I definitely have a very strong sense of it. And the next one is you tend to be able to read other people. So the description here is you can tell when someone has bad intentions towards you or someone else. Reading people is something uh, with which you have been gifted for many years now. People just give off different vibes that you can sense. That's completely true. I feel super like strongly about certain people and I like feel like I'm usually right <laughs> in a weird way. I've definitely been wrong, uh, but it's through experience that I'm wrong, not through just like general disinterest towards people or you know being like hey maybe that's like not a good person for you to a friend because I can kind of read that but I mean I'm not always right I just like have that sense that I feel like I can read people at least and uh, people come to me for advice like quite often I used to give advice on things that I never even experienced like before I had a boyfriend my friends in high school would come to me with their boy advice I would always provide like some sort of insight with something I never even experienced I had no clue why I could do that but maybe just my observation and my ability to like kind of feel out things helped me do that I don't know it's kind of weird um I don't necessarily feel old I definitely feel young I feel like I've felt a little bit older lately as I go to bed at like literally 8.30 with a book in my candle. Like, you know, it's just kind of getting more that way, but maybe it's just the loneliness that's bringing me out, uh, bringing that side of me out. But typically I would go to like out to the bars every weekend and I was like hanging out with a bunch of friends, dating and stuff, and it was fun, but definitely like feeling a little bit older lately. You feel the need to help others. I constantly feel the need to help others. I like feel like I'm never doing enough. Um, but definitely I'm the, I'm like a person who will like go out of my way to like do something to help others. Definitely people pleaser in that way, but just, I don't know, something I do. And I can think about things from an open perspective. I definitely think I've always been this way a little bit, but it's definitely heightened in the last year or so, specifically in the last few months, like starting therapy really helped me like completely open up my mind to having different perspectives and hearing different opinions and kind of like filtering out what's true and what's not. I've talked about that a lot before as well. So yeah, I definitely think about things from an open perspective. Um, I don't think I'm necessarily that spiritually inclined um, and I don't feel overwhelmed in crowded places, but everything else I kind of resonate with. So I wanted to share because I thought that was really interesting. And I know some people can relate. Like I posted a photo on my Instagram today and uh, let me read some of the comments. Well, at least one of them was was really funny to me. But essentially the post said, young at age, old at soul. And I said, does anyone else feel like they have an old soul? Just me? Okay. And people said, same. Uh, One of my friends said, I'm a 45-year-old woman trapped in a 24-year-old's body. One person said, I like to crochet cats, tea, and rocking chairs. So, (laughs) it's so funny to me. And I know a lot of people can relate. And I just tend to feel, like, super connected with those people. It's just interesting. I've just never felt like, not that I can't get along with people my age, but I just don't necessarily have the same interests and like kids who are 22 in college who are going out and like partying and like doing drugs and dating a bunch of guys. I'm like, "Mm, that's like not my thing. I do those things on a different level. You know what I mean? I'm definitely not the typical like San Diego State. Like if you guys have ever heard of San Diego State and it's a huge party school and there's like a persona of people who come from there. I'm like the complete opposite. And I've like just kind of learned to embrace this side of me. So I definitely think it makes me, you know, unique and you know, you have to start like embracing who you are. I think there's, you know, so many times where I've tried to like emulate behavior of friends and I've tried to fit in and I've tried to like, you know, 
push myself to be, I don't know, more of, was that even the word? I push myself to be different than I am really. And I think there are a lot of downsides to COVID, but I think one of the main ups has been really learning about who I am, the bad, the good, the ugly, like all of it and just learning to accept and embrace like, I don't necessarily love that I would rather like you know go to bed at eight o'clock than hang out with a friend uh you know last minute anymore but <laughs> it's definitely something I'm learning to embrace and I like that aspect of me a little bit more than I used to and I'm learning that there's like option for balance because I used to think it was like all or nothing like I'm literally going to go out every single night go crazy or stay home and do nothing and I think there comes time to learn balance and I'm still in my early 20s. So I'm working on that. So I have a couple more interesting perspectives that I wanted to shed light on. And the first one is that I have older parents. My parents are in their 60s and I'm 20. So my parents had me around their 40s and I grew up in a completely different environment where I was an only child. My parents were teachers. They were super, you know, open-minded, introspective people, had already lived their lives backpack across Europe and traveled and been married before and done a bunch of different things. And so it was really cool for me to have their perspectives growing up. And it really shaped a lot of who I am. And I think that has been a huge factor as to how I live my life or how I choose to like think and feel about things. And that's something I also want to touch on is that like I've been told this my entire life that I'm more mature for my age. Like even now I'm in a fitness group and their age ranges from like my age to like 40s. And I, you know, have gotten to know a lot of women who are older than I am. And they all say, oh, Vanessa, like you're a resident young person. You don't seem like you're 22, but like you are. It's so weird to think about it because like what we talk about is so not something that you would think you would talk about at 22. Like I'm talking about politics. I'm talking about, you know, my future in education and, you know, I don't know, more introspective things about mental health and yeah, I don't know. It's just interesting. But that has also added a sense of pressure, not specifically those people telling me that, but I've been told that my entire life. So it's made me feel like, you know, when I mess up or when I do things that are petty or, uh, you know, have an immature moment that I feel more shame for it than I would typically if I didn't have this like maturity complex uh, I don't know. It's just added some pressure on me and it's made me, I don't know, a little bit more concerned when I get back into those states of pettiness. Like if I were to ever subtweet or do anything that, you know, isn't necessarily like a mature move. I'm like, oh my God, am I like not this person? Am I just like, you know, like, I don't know. I don't know who I am. I don't know how to balance these sides of me, this this young side that's very like excited about like all of these different things, loves to be spontaneous, loves to do all of these things, loves to go out to bars and make out with random men. Like I love that shit. And then I want to come home and like read a book and like eat cheese it's in my bed. <laughs> and like, I don't know, watch documentaries and shit, like listen to political podcasts. So it's this interesting balance. And I think even just acknowledging those those aspects of myself is important. I think that's the whole point of this episode is that like, you know, I'm talking about things that I'm learning about myself or I've noticed or people have told me that I'm like an old soul-ish, like empathic-ish, uh, more mature-ish, right? Like all of these things definitely play a role in my life, but that doesn't mean like I'm not anything else. Like I'm definitely like young and wild too. So it's, it's interesting. And I think Having this time in quarantine has taught me, like I've said, a lot about this, but it's also made me question, like, what am I going to do 
after all of this like am i ever gonna go back out to the bars and like make out with random men i hope so i just have like learned to really embrace this like solitude in a sense and just like (sighs) been okay with all of this needing to stay at home and protecting others and like doing school and working on my podcast and talking to my friends on zoom and i just like really appreciate that i have even the opportunity to be this version of myself at this very moment because I know I won't always be this version of myself. I know that as I, you know, grow and mature and meet different people and live other places that I will experience different things and I will learn more about myself and that's what's exciting about life. And I'm really excited to you know, move forward into this holiday season and this new year with this like introspective sense of self and just more of a like sense of balance. I feel like so much more on stable ground than I have in the last few months. And it's kind of insane to me that I feel that way because I think even just three weeks ago, I didn't think I would be, uh, you know, as assured and as like, I don't know, okay as I am right now. I've gone through quite a bit in the quarantine. I've experienced loss of friends. I've experienced like, you know, dating relationships and I have been challenged with school, been challenged with my podcast, you know, building a new relationship with my family and and learning like who I am and what things mean to me has been a lot. But I think I feel right now as though I can look at these things and be proud of myself for what I've done and what I've, you know, worked through and and be grateful and happy in this moment and kind of just like on that stable ground and I'm excited that I get to share this like fun weird like interesting stuff with you guys because honestly having a podcast where you come on and you talk most of the time in a solo way it can be difficult to find new subjects to discuss but like when I feel inspired to talk about something I just like want to come to the mic and talk about it and that's what I did this week with the whole old soul empath ish really enjoy discussing all of this on the podcast i hope you guys enjoy too and with that i need to go cook dinner because it's 5 30 and i'm hungry and i have an 8 30 bedtime and i have a book waiting for me so i i have to go <laughs> all right i will catch you guys next time